the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, I referenced in my uh, interview at the top of the show with J.D. Vance a snippet from the movie uh, Rush Hour, which featured uh, Jackie Chan, was kind of his uh, debut in America, and uh, comedian Chris Tucker. And uh, Jackie Chan struggled with English, and Chris Tucker was uh, kind of a streetwise uh, funny guy. And uh, at one point in the movie, Chris Tucker like looks right into Jackie Chan's eyes and he says this. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Somebody needs to grab Dan Goldman's ears in Washington, D.C., the congressman from New York. Or, oh, really? Any Democrat. Grab them by the ears and say this. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Because while we are indicting Donald Trump... Literally, according to the indictment, I'm even taking Jack Smith's side in this, for lying about the 2020 presidential election. That's what Trump is charged with. He's charged with believing people telling him that there was funny business in the election, thus causing him to lie about winning the 2020 presidential election. That's that's why he's indicted. At the same time... Let's count how many lies Joe Biden has been caught in. He said that in a presidential debate. No one in his family had ever received a penny, a penny from China. Now, a lot of times we can debate whether something did or didn't happen. But when you answer a question in court and it is entered into the record of a proceeding, Hunter Biden's plea agreement negotiations, that is not in dispute. Hunter Biden told the judge a week ago, what, yesterday, when his plea agreement fell apart, that he went into business with a guy in China and got $665,000. Okay, so there's lie. May not be number one, because with Joe Biden, I lost track. He's been in the Senate 50 years Probably it's like lie number 6,432. But on this matter, it is lie number one. Oh, wait, there was one before that. Remember the laptop in a presidential debate? Joe Biden said that it was Russian disinformation. Do you think? I know Joe Biden. Oh, wait, I'm going to get to lie number three, referring to lie number one. Never spoke to his son about his foreign business dealings. Never spoke to my son. I never spoke to my son. I never spoke to my son. I've never spoken to my son. I've, period. Okay, we know that's a lie now, right? Because the White House has changed their position to, as we've said all along, lie. Joe and Hunter Biden were never in business together. That's not what Joe Biden said. We now know he was clearly lying on that. Otherwise, why would the White House change their official position? But back to the laptop. So let's just say that Joe Biden wanted to preserve the uh, authenticity of never speaking to his son about his foreign business dealings. 
Do you think when the laptop story came out in the New York Post, do you think Joe Biden said, I, I don't have time to call Hunter and ask him about that laptop, if that laptop's his, if he's ever taken it to the Delaware repair shop, if, that, if that's him on tape cavorting around with the hookers and sniffing crack and snorting crack. And I don't have time to talk to him. I'm hip deep in debate prep for Donald Trump. Or do you think Joe Biden got on the phone with Hunter and said, hey, idiot, is that your laptop? So you tell me, do you think Joe Biden stood there at the presidential debate and didn't know that was Hunter's laptop? That's lie number three. Those are three big ones, okay? Those are not white lies. Those are not, no, that dress doesn't make you look fat at all. Those are not those kinds of lies. Those are not, no, sweetheart, honestly, you know, you, you're just as in shape as you were when I married you. Your wife tells you that lie, you tell her all kinds of lies, right? Just to keep the peace in the family. No, no, these are different lies, right? But the Democrats, when you say this to them, oh, you know, oh, no, I know, here's Dan Goldman. Over the course of 10-year relationship, um, Hunter may have put his father uh, on the, the phone with any number of different people, and they never once spoke about any business dealings, as he described it. Oh, he never once spoke, Dan Goldman. Never once spoke. 20 times just... Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? If you don't... Let Devin Archer explain it to you. He sat down for an interview with Tucker Carlson, and Tucker asked him about uh, Representative Goldman's and Democrats' stance on this being that, oh, well, you know, sure. They never discussed their son's foreign business. Okay, they discussed their son's foreign business. In fact, Joe was present at a lot of the business meetings because he would call in on speakerphone. Uh, I've told you before how stupid that is. Who makes a call to their parents in the middle of a business meeting and then puts their parent on speakerphone, only someone who wants everybody at the meeting to hear who it is on speakerphone. But Dan Goldman does not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth or anybody else's mouth implicating Joe Biden. So here's Tucker and Devin Archer to explain it. You've got a lot of kids. You're close to them. Do you call them on speaker during business meetings? Um, do I call? <laughs> I mean, what is that? A grown man calling his dad on a speakerphone during a business right. meeting. And to be clear, sometimes it was the call was coming in and the speaker would go on. So it was, it's just the presence. You have to be, I mean, you're, you, you understand DC, right? So the power to have that access and that conversation, and it's not in a scheduled conference call and it's a part of your family. That's, that's like the pinnacle of. Uh, of power in D.C. A hundred percent. I guess I'm pivoting against the lie that I'm hearing people tell with a straight face. Congressman Goldman, for example, that we don't really know what was going on. Really? You're taking a call from the vice president and you put it on speaker. It's not just, hey, dad, I'm in a meeting with some buddies. Right. It's let me let me put my dad, the vice president, on speaker. Yeah. Yep. In the, in the rear view, it's uh, it's a it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. An abuse of soft power. Hmm. Uh, in the rear view. Yeah. Now, this, of course, is why Joe Biden was either called or called in. As Andy McCarthy explains, the business, the brand, they're all one and the same. The main thing is how ridiculous it is to talk about whether uh, Joe and Hunter 
discussed business on these calls that uh, Hunter would have in the presence of his business associates because the business was his access to his father. So in the act of having a conversation, they are burnishing the Biden brand, which is what the people at the table who were there want to see, because as Archer explains, the business here, the business of Washington is access. And if you're the son of the vice president, you have the highest access. And the business was being the guy who knows people, the guy who, if your clients have a problem, they know the right person to refer it to, to cut through the red tape, to get it to the top of the pile and to fix it. You don't have to take Andy McCarthy's word for it. Take Devin Archer's word for it. There was a time maybe 10 years ago when private equity, maybe like AI now, was just one of those terms people throw out. I'm in private equity. But the mechanics, having done it, coming from a business background yourself, are kind of complex. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a complex business. Um, Takes years of training. But again, the initial idea around the business, they were going to provide you know, the government insight and an additional network to raise capital and then, you know, deal with regulatory issues that you might have at the corporate level. Right. Regulatory issues. Exactly. Okay. So that would be more his area. That would be his space. Right. But did he have a a sophisticated understanding of regulation, do you think? Um, I think that he led a team that had a a sophisticated... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I lived in Washington a long time around a lot of regulation... Also a very complex area. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's, you know, you got to be an expert in knowing the guy. And he was the guy that was the expert in knowing the guy. He was an expert in knowing the guy. Right. And who was the guy he knew? Uh, well, he knew a lot of people, but obviously yep. there was some familiar, you know, some, his brother, his father, uh, yep. uh, some of his, his father's siblings. So he, he knew a lot of people. And, and obviously I know you're pointing to, you know, the father being the key relationship. Yeah. You think the father's the key relationship? How do you think it would have gone over if Zolchevsky from Burisma is talking to Hunter and going, hey, you got to get this prosecutor fired. And Hunter goes, oh, hang on. Let me get Jim Biden on the phone. Wait, let me get Dr. Jill Biden on the phone. She'll take care of it. This is utterly ridiculous that the Democrats continue to say, no evidence. Senator J.D. Vance joined us top of the show, and one of the things that I uh, noted with him, uh, he went through the reasons why the Department of Justice is indicting Trump. And I said, it's also a useful distraction. Uh, Here's a coincidence, or not. On March the 17th, Hunter Biden admits the laptop was his. On the 18th, Trump got indicted by Alvin Bragg. On June the 8th, an FBI document, the uh, FD-1023, came out alleging the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, $5 million each bribe from Burisma. Oh, look at this. On on the next day, Donald Trump was indicted in the documents case. Then the Hunter Biden plea deal collapsed on July 26th. And the next day, there was an amended indictment where Trump was indicted again. And then Devin Archer testified on the last day of July. And on the first day of August, Trump was indicted again. Probably a coincidence. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it was a coincidence. Now, this whole influence peddling scheme. Some important context this morning from Andy McCarthy. Why was Joe Biden in charge of Barack Obama's Ukraine policy? What was going on in Ukraine? Why did there have to be a Ukraine policy? Why is there so much corruption in Ukraine? Well, you know that 
The leadership in countries, unstable countries, countries with corruption, the leadership changes periodically. And there's usually a regime that the United States acknowledges and usually a regime that the United States doesn't acknowledge. And we'd like to have somebody in there that's friendly with us and certainly for a country that's adjacent to Russia, not friendly to Vladimir Putin. Well, when there is a change in leadership, what do you think happens to the people who were in power or who were cozying up to the people who were in power prior to that? Hmm, you can imagine. Here, Andy McCarthy lays it out. This is all important information to not only know, but to understand how Joe and Hunter Biden were able to make bags and bags of cash off the Biden name. Zlochevsky was a minister in the previous Ukrainian government that fled the uh, Yanukovych. Okay, so Zolchevsky is the head of Burisma. He's the guy who paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million apiece. Here's Andy McCarthy one more time. I just wanted to set that table for you so you understand who Zolchevsky is. He's the head of Burisma who paid the bribes, $5 million each, to the Bidens, as alleged, at least in the 1023 FBI document. Zolchevsky was a minister in the previous Ukrainian government that fled the Yanukovych, who went to um, to Russia, right? Mm-hmm. So the new government, which becomes the Poroshenko government, they come in, they have the support of the Biden, uh, the Obama administration, with Biden as the point man on policy. But everybody who was connected to the old Ukrainian administration knows that they're on the chopping block because we're talking mm-hmm. about a corrupt country where the insiders go after the, you know, the guys who are out of power. So what they needed was the Biden lifeline. He was the best person to have because he was running the foreign policy toward the country of the American administration, which was backing this fledgling government. So it was perfectly sensible for them to think if they paid off Joe Biden or appeased Joe Biden, they had a much better chance of survival than if they didn't. Absolutely right. Now here's Guy Benson on how the whole scam worked. The business model was the brand. The brand was the Biden name. And central to the power behind the Biden name was Joe Biden, the sitting vice president, who actually did publicly brag about achieving a major goal that Burisma executives were aggressively pursuing with Hunter, according to multiple allegations, backed up and corroborated significantly by Devin Archer. So I know there are people saying getting that prosecutor fired. There were other reasons potentially to do it. Other people wanted him fired. But the people who desperately wanted him gone were top people at Burisma paying the vice president's son at the time $83,000 a month. They placed a phone call allegedly to D.C. seeking help. And within a period of months, that man was out of his job. And Joe Biden, years later, told publicly the story about how he was instrumental Mm -hmm. in that ouster. That is absolutely worth some additional follow-up. Now, I've played the audio of Biden before bragging because he's a serial braggart. He always puffs up his own accomplishments. He took the $5 million and he just couldn't shut his mouth about it. He had to brag about it to make himself look like the big man in the room. That'll be delicious when this brings him down, that he will have had a hand in bringing his own empire into ruins. But here's Devin Archer and Tucker Carlson talking about how if you're looking to gain influence, there's only one person who would have more influence 
than the president of the United States, or one person who would have less influence than the president of the United States, but would have more influence than everyone else. And that, of course, is the vice president of the United States. So you worked with Hunter Biden in a bunch of different businesses. Um, what were the skill, the specific skills that he brought to clients? Well, at the end of the day, he, you know, he had a career in Washington, yeah. uh, graduated Yale Law School and had a very big network in, in D.C. and brought that know-how and understanding of D.C. and ultimately the Biden brand. The know-how. So as far as I could tell, he wasn't doing legal work. I Correct. Mean, he wasn't in the counsel's office at Burisma, right? No, no. So the the network and the Biden brand sounds like the the kind of key component of absolutely what yeah. he was bringing. Yep. Um, do you think that he would have been in those businesses not having a business background without his father being in the government position? It's hard to speculate in in those regards. I mean, yeah. I think when we initially met and uh, and he talked about his advisory business, his business that needed to transition from lobbying to advisory and the interest in private equity. It seemed, uh, you know, it seemed like a new and interesting network for us to expand our business. Um, whether he could have, you know, been in that position, it's it's hard for me to speculate. Right. But obviously, the brand of Biden, you know, adds a lot of power when your dad's the vice president. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, what do you know? Uh it's also important to understand the culture of Washington, D.C. It's a little bit different than the culture in Columbus, Ohio, or other cities, because Washington, D.C. is dominated by politics. Everything is politics in Washington, D.C. The business of Washington is is selling access. That's what it looked like to me. Yes. Not just Hunter Biden, but like... Yeah, no, I think that's... Do. I mean, I think that's the one of the like core misconceptions. I mean, it seems like when I... You know, understanding a regulatory environment means selling access at the end of the day. That, yeah. That's how I interpret it. And I think that's how most people on, you know, on Wall Street, whether they admit it or not, interpret it. Yeah. So we're gonna, we've got a complex business that intersects with government. We need a guy who knows it. Right. How do I you know, deal with getting a guy a visa that needs to come over for a business deal? Right. Call our lobbyist that knows the guy in DHS or used to work in DHS or you know, in Customs and Border Patrol or the people at the embassy and state. They, they might be able to help. So there are very like tactical elements that are regulatory and compliance and governance that you have to go through. And you got to know the guy that right. worked at the old agency that now has a lobbying firm that can go back to the agency and, you know, get get things put to the front of the line. Mm, you got to know a guy who can call anybody, have them take their call and get whatever is standing in the way moved to the front of the line. Do you think people in Washington, D.C. take phone calls from the vice president of the United States? Do you think if it's a matter involving Ukraine and the vice president of the United States has been placed in control of Ukraine policy by the president of the United States, you think that people take that call? So all of this makes perfect sense. The access is the brand. The brand is the Bidens. And they add a lot more money than would be explained by any other method. Yet Democrats go, oh, I don't know. There's really no evidence. No evidence. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.